Every time we touch, I can hit this feeling. Oh, yeah? Hey. Mm-hmm. But it's okay, because we got sound effects now. No, we don't. Do we really? Like, what kind of sound effects? I can't just say my sound what? I can't hear whatever you're doing. <laughs> You'll just have to listen back oh, later. Oh, you're going to rickroll me? Okay, Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert Dirt you. you. Holy crap, today has been a day. Like a day, day. Trust me, I know. Yesterday was a day, and then today just continued being a day. Oh, but I got a lot but. done. I mean, a lot done. How much? So you kind of put all the stuff together for the baby. Oh, no, none of that. <laughs> the way that you just said, no, none of that. None, none like, of just that. Just absolute disgust. Like none that. of that. Mm -mm. But I over prepared for this this episode. I saw your notes. Wow. So, for I'll those of you here. watching us in Twitch, I have literally categorized every consideration of X-Men movie there is. And yes, both Deadpool 1 and 2 fall in line with that aspect. Well, that's included, say you go to Disney Plus, it's included in the, in the lineage or however you do it. It's included there. So, um, also, I have put it into categories, the best places to find every single movie in I the X-Men Cinematic Universe. Disney Plus is the primary spot where you want to go for most of the X-Men movies that start out with X-Men in the title. Mm -hmm. And the quality is going to be best. Yes. Outside of that... For Wolverine, HBO, and New Mutants, HBO, Max. Hmm. Did you watch them? I've watched the Wolverine originally. I haven't watched them all yet. Okay. But um, for both Deadpool movies, is primarily going to be on Hulu or Sling as far as subscription-based. And then Logan is also on... Hulu and Sling for the subscription side. And every single X-Men movie that we will talk about in this series is available on Amazon Prime for $4 a pop. So when you mean the subscription side, you mean the additional add-on to your already monthly or yearly Hulu subscription. You mean like the add-on like live TV or the extra no, no, no. stars so or whatever. What that I'm is. saying is if you got a subscription to either Disney Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, Sling, 
you get to watch them for free, no extra charge. See, I feel like one of those I did not. I had to figure out a different way to watch. I'm trying to remember which one. But according to everything I've looked at, um, Disney Plus, absolutely, for sure, no questions asked. All the X-Men movies that are available there are no additional charge, period. Gotcha. Yep. I mean, and, I just went through all of them. And again, HBO Max, I've looked it up. The Wolverine, New Mutants are both there for no extra charge. Um, I don't have Hulu anymore because I just said fuck it and let it run out. Never had Hulu. Sling either. But I use I, Hulu all the time. Yeah, I don't use it anymore. If I need live updates to shit, I, I get on YouTube. YouTube's got a got someone somewhere has got it showing if it's a live event. Gotcha. Alright, but yeah, and then again I did confirm on Amazon Prime every single one of them is available for $4 a pop or $3.99 USD. Yep. Amazon has everything pretty much. Yes. You can just always link Amazon. Amazon has it. Whatever it is, Amazon has it. But yeah, so that's that's what I was um Oh, and also YouTube has almost all of them except for I think it's Dark Phoenix and New Mutants are the only one that YouTube doesn't have. Google has every one of them. Apple TV has 90% of them. And if you happen to have a Voodoo account, uh, you Voodoo? also... Voodoo? Voodoo. V-U-D-U. That's also $3.99. So all the YouTube, Google, Apple TV, and Voodoo, Amazon are all going to be $3.99 for those. Pretty much if you have like two to three streaming services... You should be You'll able to have, find it. You should be able to find most, if not all. Yeah. Because they're on the pretty pretty big ones. Mm-hmm. I don't think Netflix has any of them, to be honest. Nope. That I, Does not. Because I think probably got bought out, especially when Disney came out with their own streaming service. Yeah. A lot of them lost all those contracts. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, um... Also found some other things that we'll link later in um, the show notes for the podcast will be mm-hmm. a page that is uh, the best order in which to watch, i.e. the chronological order and release order, yes. There's so many orders. Like I know with like Star Wars, there's... Of course, release versus chronological, but then also I think Kira once sent me, gosh, what is it called? The chopped, some sort of other, what's it called? Star Wars. Chopped order. What is it? Machete order. That's what it's called. But yeah, so in the chat currently is going to be the link to... The version I found as far as the article for the chronological order as far as date of the movie setting, not necessarily the multiverse uh, or the uh, time-distorted versions. Yeah. But we will be talking about chronological release, or uh, excuse me, theatrical release, not chronological. 
Perfect. That's, the, that makes it easy for me. At least for the first go around. X-Men order of release. Just so I can... Yeah, so the theatrical along. order of release is X-Men, uh, the original one, the first one uh, that came out in 2000. So yeah, just the straight up The whole cinematic series is uh, only 22 years old. Only 22 years old. Well, that's, a, that's a big span of time. Oh, absolutely it is. Mm -hmm. All right. And then it was X2, X-Men United in 2003. And I actually found out some interesting information about that release gap. So, okay. um, X-Men, the Teaser. last. Yeah. yeah. X-Men, the last stand in 2006. X-Men Origins, The Wolverine in 2009. X-Men First Class in 2011. The Standalone, The Wolverine in 2013. Days of Future Past in 14. Deadpool 1 in 16. Shortly followed by Apocalypse in 16. Logan Another standalone Wolverine movie in 2017, Deadpool 2 in 18, Dark Phoenix in 19, and New Mutants in 2020. Yeah. That one I didn't even know existed. Neither did I until you said something. Well, I mean, I knew it existed, but I thought it was a TV show or a TV series, not a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think initially, like maybe a year ago, I thought it was a TV show, but then I completely forgot about it. And then when I was going through the whole series, I was like, what is this? And then I watched it. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and do the intro and we'll get into this shenanigans that is the original? The original. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Madhouse Presents Group Therapy, where we talk about games, argue about our different viewpoints, dive into the strange, or whatever we decide in the moment. I am Alice, and this is Joker. Heyo! And today we are talking about X-Men. Dun, dun, dun! And then... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean i'd hope you you like that song the intro because you're the one that picked it yeah you gave me like five choices that was actually the first one i listened to and i liked it the most immediately i was like i like this one and then i kept listening i was like nah 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 no fair it was so it was the best one I have uh, in my head when it comes to the this particular movie, because, of course, I watched it today. I Just to refresh my mind on the plot and storyline and everything okay. that it came from. Um, yeah. But also, I found out some interesting information about this, how it came to be a live-action rendition. Oh, do tell. So, uh, most people, minus owls because she never watched them was uh what do you mean x-men got their popularity um, off of the animated series 
for millennials and younger generations um, from the X-Men animated series. But of course, before that, it was based on comic books, which are, there are hundreds of variations. I'm obviously exaggerating hundreds, but there are multiple variations of the X-Men comic series. And, uh, they based uh, the animated series off of one of the original styles with the green and yellow suits or like team suits, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that series of of the animated series, excuse me, was uh, a set of characters, which included, of course, uh, Professor Xavier, Cyclops, Jean Grey or Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, Storm, Beast, Logan, or the Wolverine. Uh, and then, of course, the enemies, which were Mystique, Magneto, Sabretooth, um, Toad. And then, of course, later on in the animated series, you got Rogue, Gambit. Um, Speed Demon? Yeah, he was... He was the oh. X-Men version of the Flash. I know what you're talking about. <sighs> now I gotta... It's completely out of my mind. Yeah. I forgot his mutant name. His character name was... Quicksilver? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Quicksilver. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. I uh, literally Petro Maximus Quick... or Maxima yeah. or whatever. I looked up Quick Guy X Men. Yeah, and that's that's the response I got. By the way, that's the other um, connection to the actual Marvel universe is his character, who is the brother to um, the Scarlet Witch. Hmm. So Interesting. There's the other part to that. So there's another connection to the Marvel Universe. Um, But anyway, so Quicksilver, uh, let's see, Storm, Colossus, that was another enemy. Um, Are you talking about in the movie or just in general? In general. Okay. But no, they were, these were all characters. These were also characters in the different movies. Yeah, in the movies. Okay, I thought we were being very specific to the first movie. Not I was yet. Like, Wait a second. Not yet. I we're, know. We're leading up to it. Oh my goodness! We're just oh trying to follow goodness. along. Um, and then let's see. Do 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 do. Cyclops, Sabretooths, Iceman. Oh, Nightcrawler. That was the other guy. Mm-hmm. Nightcrawler. All right. That's Andrew's favorite. So, anyway. So leading up to prior to 2000 when they made the movie or released the movie, but making the movie, um, they found that the animated series, of course, was very popular with kids around their teens and even younger and adults who followed the comics prior to because the animated series stuck well with... um, my goodness, with 
uh, adults as well that followed. Mm-hmm. So what they were like, they were trying to say, you know what, let's make a movie. Let's make an X-Men movie because there was no real live action version of the X-Men in TV series or a, a movie prior. So they're like, screw it, let's make one. And when they did, uh, director Brian Singer and uh, the writer David uh, Hayter, who were a part of the first set of the X-Men movies, um, spoiler, uh, they were like, you know what? What are we going to make this movie based around? Well, of course, in the animated series, Magneto and his band of goons are always out trying to destroy humanity. And um, the X-Men with uh, Professor X is trying to save it. Yes. Well, they decided that they were going to base it on a few of the particular characters. Obviously, all the lead X-Men minus um, they did not include Beast in the first movie. Mm-mm. And it he was, was on until the second, right? Correct, I believe. Yes, but they were also doing the prelogue to it um, to Wolverine or Logan joining the team. So, because that was a big focus point in the animated series, was mm-hmm. him joining the team. Well, uh, where they started out in the movie was. Based on, of course, um, the fight for uh, mutant rights, which was in the halls of um, the Senate or Congress, uh, trying to fight for rights of mutants. With Jean Grey, Professor X is in the crowd, and then we find out later that Magneto was in the crowd. So what they're doing is they're just kind of building up. But where they focused the plot was on one particular character that didn't last the entire series, funny enough, and was a very big hit in the animated series, which was Rogue. Yeah. Because she had a very specific set of powers that, sadly enough, was not displayed in the live action rendition of Rogue. Yeah, they made her more of a uh, a sad character. A passive than, character. Yeah, passive and kind of on the sadder side. They really highlighted the the bad part mm-hmm. of, of her powers. Yes. Now, um, for those that don't know, I mean, we're obviously going to kind of talk about the individual characters' powers as well. And, but I want to kind of highlight her because she's the reason why they made the movie. The rogue character was actually the whole purpose and supposed to be the star outside of obviously Patrick Stewart, who was already a well-known actor. Also, um, uh, Ian McClellan who played Magneto was a very Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. He wasn't actually known at that time. He, he wasn't, wasn't as well known back in 2000. Interesting. Um, but the major hitters, of course, um, outside of Patrick Stewart, Ian McClellan, Halle Berry. I can never say her name right. 
Fam Famke Jensen Jensen. Uh the one I don't that, even know. She's the one that played Jean Grey. She's actually a very well known oh, no actress <laughs> from the night late nineties. Uh so prior to this. And then of course Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Um and then of course Anna Packin Paquin, uh Paquin. who played Rogue, she was a child, an even younger child star who actually won an award for one of her uh, previous uh, gigs, but she later became the lead in a TV series that went apeshit crazy over the uh, uh, True Blood. Yeah, True Blood, which was the wolf, our werewolves and vampire kickoff before Twilight became a thing. Mm-hmm. So that was a good one. But she played Rogue, and the whole movie was based around Rogue. And people think, oh, no, it was, she wasn't the star. Oh, actually, she was intended to be the star by the director and the writer. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, Intentions obviously change based off of kind of And then when Hugh Jackman crowds. came around and, all, of course, all the fandom built up around Wolverine, mm-hmm. he became the forefront of this franchise. I wonder why. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's not like he's good to look at or anything. I know, right? Um, but now as far as the powers, where I think Rogue lost, like as the coming movies are uh, happen, you can see through X2, um, Last Stand... And no, yeah, Last Stand and First Class, I think, was the last one. No, Days of Future Past was the last one that Rogue was in. Mm-hmm. Um, the Anna Paquin Rogue. Uh, but as you progress, she gets fewer and fewer lines, but also they don't highlight what they did in the comics nor the cartoon. And she's much, isn't she younger than she is in the comics? Yes, absolutely. So, so she's supposed to actually be the same age as everybody else, but she's uh, like a high school student in, yes. in the movie versus being the right age. Yeah, so in, in the animated series, she's still younger. She's one of the younger members of the X-Men team, but she's not as young as she's depicted. Because they definitely threw off everything later on in the movies when they introduced um, Gambit. Because if you follow the the chronological order of everything, Gambit is probably 30 years her senior, but they were together in the animated series and the comic books. Oh. Like they were a power couple because Gambit was one of the only mutants that wasn't affected by her touch. Hmm. So in the cartoon and animated, or excuse me, the animated series and the comic books, Rogue's main power is the ability to draw the entity or the uh, essence of anybody, any anything she touches with her flesh, 
She draws in their life force. Well, when it comes to mutants, she absorbs their power. That's why they die as mutants versus humans. She just absorbs their life force. Which well, still isn't good. Well, no, it still isn't good, <laughs> but um, but where that differs from this movie is that she doesn't absorb them forever. Where in the animated series and the comic books, she absorbed them forever. Because even in those two other realms... When she was first introduced, she couldn't fly because in the cartoon later and when she became very popular, she could fly. She had blasting powers and everything else. Well, where that came from was Captain Marvel. Because hmm. later on, Rogue is told by Captain Marvel to absorb her powers, effectively killing Captain Marvel but that's where Rogue gets the ability to fly and go into outer space without protection because she can she has all of Captain Marvel's powers. But in the movie, it's a temporary absorption. Yeah. That's she doesn't a keep very them. different thing. Yeah. And that's I I personally think where the character in the movies kind of fell off. Yeah, it wasn't a substantial power. It was more of a hindrance than anything. Yeah. But yeah, so we get met with the rogue character uh, within the next act or scene of the movie where she's in the bedroom with her boyfriend. Parents are downstairs, which is interesting, especially in the <laughs> early 2000s because that shit would have never happened. No, not highly unlikely with the teenage Especially daughter with the be door up there. closed because the door yeah, was closed. Yeah, they did have the door closed. Because the dad opened the door with her yeah. kind of behind it. But um, anyway, so she kisses the boyfriend. Boyfriend goes into or starts to lose his life force, goes into a coma. Um, and then it cuts to uh, her, I think, running away. Mm -hmm. in the truck where she ends up in a town where she meets Logan for the first time. And this is the, our first scene with the Wolverine. Uh, spoilers, if you haven't actually listened or watched any part of X-Men, um, in this point in the timeline, Logan has no memory of his prior self except for his name. Yeah, and that's because of his dog tag, right? Yes. Well, he he. I mean, his real name. Like he he knows he's the Wolverine because of the dog tag. But by this point, he's already uh, either interacted with someone, or I can't remember exactly how it happened. But um, he knows his actual name is Logan. Does he know it before he fights with Sabretooth? For the first time. Yes, if I remember okay. correctly. Now, another fun fact with Sabretooth, this was not actually their first fight in, if we're going along with chronological order, um, but we'll get into that in a later movie. Mm -hmm. But it has to do with Logan losing his memory. Also, hence why there are multiple or two uh, actors that play Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that mm-hmm. throws it off a little bit. Yeah. But um, again, with another fun fact about the X-Men movie and what I was mentioning earlier off the recording about the release gap of three years, because this came, X-Men 1, or I'd say X-1, whatever you want to call it, came out in 2000. The next one, X-2, did not come out until 2003. And that was because they only planned on making one movie. So they had to get everybody back on board. Mm-hmm. Get They're everybody like, hey. back on board. Figure out what the fuck they were gonna do. Uh, I think that's one reason why X two kind of flopped initially. Yeah. Because it was fucking horrible. But yeah, so that was my three yeah. fun facts and fun facts. The uh, end of my notes as far as that. Now we can talk about shit regularly <laughs> talk about shit <laughs> um so where yeah, do you want to the... start because this is your topic that you originally this i'm isn't... just overtaking it right now <laughs> no it's fine i was just gonna kind of be involved in the conversation whatever you take the conversation to i'm here um kind of just everything about it what we liked about it what we didn't like about it i feel like is a good thing uh, you have more insight on the comic aspect of it because I have like almost zero clue what is in the comics versus movies as well as I haven't even seen the animated ones. Oh, you might have to look for that one because that. All right. So the animated originally released on Fox, hence why the first few movies were a Fox release mm-hmm. um, until it shifted. And of course, Marvel got bought out, hence why X-Men moved uh, production studios and everything else. But uh, the different X-Men uh, in the original movie. So we already said Rogue, Wolverine, um, Professor X, Magneto, but um, let's see Cyclops, Jean Grey, or Phoenix is mm-hmm. her mutant name. Storm, yes. Storm, yep. Um, Toad, which is on the henchman side, Magneto's side, Mystique yes. or Raven. Um, but I don't think, I think there's only like a handful of times that the Raven name was used in this film. I think they stuck with Mystique for the majority of this one. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually called her anything other than but Mystique. Mystique. Yeah, I don't think Raven was introduced until later. Okay. Uh let's see. Beast was not in this one. Mm-mm. Uh Bobby Storm, or I think it was his last name, his character name. I think it's Bobby Storm. Uh Iceman. Right. Iceman was in it. Um Let me see. Uh fuck, what's the flame dude's name? Um Flame Dude? Yeah, in the X Men series. It he's he's the Pyro. Thank you. Bobby Drake. There we go. Bobby Drake uh, and Pyro. Pyro was the kind of like the rivalry between Logan and um, Cyclops. That's Bobby Drake or Iceman mm-hmm. and Pyro. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Ice versus fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cyclops and Wolverine were a whole nother level of 
argument, I guess, because mm-hmm. <laughs> of their both interest in uh, Jean Grey. Yes. Um, but and it introduced us to the uh, Professor Xavier School for Gifted Children, or mm-hmm. youngsters, as it was uh, displayed was it? in the movie. Was it youngsters? Yeah, it was youngsters in the movie or the first movie, but it's actually it was supposed to be gifted children. Do you know why they changed it? No, no idea. <laughs> I wonder why. Why? Maybe not typing. That's too loud. I just want to know. And children. Oh, that's another thing that we need. I'm... So looking at. Twitch chat, um, one of our lovely viewers uh, reminded me about the different levels of powers that they categorized mutants in. And Omega is considered a power level or output of different mutants. So, Omega? Yes. So I'll look that up real quick. so, starting off, what did you like about the entire movie? I mean, we can either go through, like, I don't know. Um, I like the idea of them all having different powers. Like, there wasn't, I there wasn't, like, I guess eventually there was more of a front runner, but it was, like, a lot of different characters with different, abilities Mm -hmm. was very interesting to me and it was at least for me because i had no information before it was extremely new to me and i don't think there was anything like that at that time where it was just a big group of different mutants Mm -hmm. it's similar to what i would say is like my hero academia which is an anime so instead of mutant powers they call them quirks okay and they go to a school to become heroes. In this sense, they—I don't know if they—they nec- don't necessarily go to school to become heroes. They just go to school to be with people like them, and learn how to hone their powers and use them for good. I guess is mm-hmm. really what it is. Kind of shape the the kids. I liked that concept that it was just a bunch of different types of powers. It wasn't like one person had like all the powers. It wasn't like one superhero saving the day. It was just this particular dilemma of the percentage of people having this power. Yeah. So I liked that. I liked the different powers and different things. Okay. I liked Rogue a lot initially, but she kind of just, again, fell off because they didn't really portray her properly. She's much cooler from what I hear in the comics. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Uh, She was actually one of... Where a lot of our generation got, I guess, asphyxiated on like the cartoon or the animated style characters or depictions of Mm -hmm. like our heroes. And Rogue was one of them. Like she was considered a sex symbol. And in this, of course, one, she's teenage years so that kind of screwed up that yeah and then um of course all the different like 
dialing back her her abilities especially what gave her the potential of um becoming who she was in the animated series and in the comic books um like our chats restating with uh her taking the power from Captain Marvel like I said earlier which made her such an iconic X-Men and a staple in the team was not given to her because it was a temporary uh, theft. Even if she killed the mutant, she only mm -hmm. temporarily had their abilities, not forever. Yeah. They definitely... Like, other than that, like, she was just kind of there. She just sucked life and powers out of people. There was nothing really that cool about her, unfortunately. Yeah. But it did everyone else was cool. <laughs> and it did give a semi understanding of how she got the white streak in her hair, which it's actually way more elaborate labyrinth than it actually happened in this one. Elaborate? Elaborate, yes. Elaborate. You, you were like you were switching I know I was or changing combining it every... elaborate and la labyrinth. I know. <laughs> My brain is <laughs> all over say... the place right now. I gotcha. What is so in the comic books? How does she get that strip of uh, white hair? Because in the movie, what happens is she's like she's up in that dome. Yeah, being the power is being sucked out of her, um, or she's powering something. I know there's multiple. Pulling. So it was more. Uh, or better explained in the comic books because there was four different ways. Um, I remember one particular where she was not necessarily forced, but she ended up killing a lover, and that stress level on her is what did it. Um, but there were so many other ways. Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, because even within comic books, it's not like you have a book and it becomes a movie and there's like one version of the book and then one version of the movie with comic books. They, they have so many different timelines, depictions, everything. So one character can have like 20 different backstories. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it, it absolutely. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the superhero. Hi. Uh, do, do, do. No, that's all talking about bullshit movie um machine god damn it no what are you looking up so most of the top like because see in the comic series it's not actually a streak it's like her entire bangs are white and she's got red yeah, hair. Yeah, I saw that. Because I was looking at the picture because you were telling me about Gambit and her. And I was like, I want to see what that looks like. And she definitely, like, it's like the front. It's like the whole front. Oh, okay. So a lot of it, a lot of the lore I'm looking at is when she was fighting Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel willingly giving up her powers. And that's where she got the ability to fly from, which was 
that's synonymous throughout all the different lures that talk about her getting powers from Captain Marvel. But it was saying that fight is what gave her uh, the fight with uh, Carol Danvers or Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, is where she ended up getting that stress level from absorbing all that power from her um, that she got the white stripe or the white section of her hair. Mm -hmm. And it looks like in each one of them, it's like a different level of white. There's some that are like a little bit in the front. There's some that huge chunks on the side, some that are bangs, some of that like almost look like uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. It's like all sorts of different. Some are brown, some are redheads. So yeah. Um, but that is Rogue's like uh key feature outside of her body. Oh yeah. Standard is uh some sort of white part of her hair mm-hmm. within the regular hair. Oh, so um, back to the different power levels. Uh, real quick to kind of help mm-hmm. you understand the how or to let anybody really understand how strong a mutant in this universe is. So you have four classifications of mutant powers. Okay. And from lowest to highest or simple tricksters or small like I guess individual quarks to like doomsday level events if a if a uh mutant were to lose control kind of thing like mm-hmm. killing hundreds versus destroying entire universes kind of thing gotcha all right so you have epsilon which is the lowest classification where yeah they can kill people if they lose control but they're not going to destroy the entire universe kind of thing mm mm-hmm. mhm all right, then you have beta level, which could probably change the way the the ground and surroundings look. <laughs> like it could they could destroy buildings. They could There could be some structural damage. Oh, there could be like manipulation of the entire like a nuclear bomb. Landscape. <laughs> yeah, like a nuclear bomb going off. All right, then you've got alpha level, uh, which could probably change how a whole continent looks if they really got out of control. All right, and then you have the omega level, which is the like warping space, time, and the entire universe if they lost control of their powers. To like Phoenix level. Surprisingly enough, there's a lot more in like rogue level if after she absorbed um Captain Marvel. Uh Cyclops falls into that, of course. Um Doomsday falls into what? The Omega level. Which is the top the top like destroy all the things. Destroy everything in existence. Gotcha. So Cyclops is in there? Cyclops, a version of him, yes. Um, so based on probably comic version versus primarily this one, yes, this one he's more landscape. Like let's not correct. <laughs> do, let's not have a mountain when he's upset. You know. Yeah. So obviously you see it in um, in the move in the first movie where um, he's obviously 
got a version of some type of laser beam that shoots out of his eyes and it's very destructive. Mm -hmm. Um, As you look through other movies, his power is quite easily one of the strongest forces that exits a mutant's body that is very destructive if he Mm -hmm. can't control it. He can't control it in the movie. Correct. He actually can't control it. Uh, The only way he's able to is a special visor that was uh, made and then, of course, special glasses to kind of help him blend in a little bit. Um, Or closing his eyes. Or closing his eyes. Yes, correct. Um, Which, in theory, if you think about it, if they're that strong of lasers, are your eyelids really going to contain them? (laughs) If I remember correctly from one of the explanations of what that energy is, is just that it's energy or his ability to bend light. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't so think about that. it's a force, it's a controlled force of bending the light that his eyeballs reflect back out. Okay, so it's not necessarily that he himself has lasers coming out of his eyes. It's that his eyes have the ability to manipulate the light that is coming at him. Yes, the light and energy that's coming at him. Correct. So it's like a solar flare, but controlled out of his eyeballs. He's kind of like a mirror in a sense, like, or like a magnifying glass. Yes. Catching catching the light. Yes. His eyeballs, yes. his retinas turn into virtually a mirror and a magnifying glass. Got it. Okay. That is one of the primary lures to what that red beam is. So it's basically a solar flare coming out of his eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So okay. It, so it has that much destructive power, hence why things melt um, yeah. and just explode rock and stuff yeah all right so he's got a good power i just feel like it's not that it's like it's cool but it's not like oh that's the power i would want yeah um it's like it's destructive it's useful when you need it but like other than that it's like "Mm." yeah and (laughs) and when we the gene gray or the phoenix that we see in x1 of course isn't considered an omega level um mutant classification because she doesn't even have like phoenix hasn't come out of her yet she doesn't have access to it at that point yes um i think uh as we Spoiler move on, alert yeah i think as we move through the movies and get more towards days of future past and um uh first class i think it was even even um X3, The Last Stand, or what is it called? Oh, yeah, The Last Stand, where it actually shows the Dark Phoenix for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying as far as... Because obviously with Origins and First Class is where the timeline shifts. Yeah, that throws me off every time. Because... um But I think they kind of explained why she's so drum and mundane in those later movies uh and it kind of falls in line with the comic book and some flashbacks in the animated series where professor x who is again an omega level uh classification because of his mind altering abilities 
Um, mm-hmm. Not only does he have telekinesis, he also has mind control um, and some other fun things that he can do with his brain that actually have not been uh, highlighted highlighted in most of the movies. So That's what it feels like with the movies. Like The more I learn about the characters themselves or the mutants and the comic versions of them is that like this is such an extremely watered down version mm-hmm. of who they are in the comics and who they were originally intended to be. Correct. Um but uh Magneto same thing omega level uh character and Wolverine actually um is as well in some aspects especially if he were to like if he if they follow if they were to have followed like some of the comic book lore um mm-hmm. even weapon x himself is a omega level so but um in the comic books we're talking comic books not necessarily yeah, where in the they movies. dumbed him down because the because in the movies None of them are near probably their potential in the comic books. The closest ones are Magneto, uh, Jean Grey, and mm-hmm. um, Professor X are really the yeah. only three that show that level of power. Oh, yeah, definitely. Those three show extreme power. All right. Um, let's see. So Cyclops, we've talked about him. Uh, Professor X, of course, telekinesis, mind bending, and whatnot. And when we first meet him for the first time, uh, he's in a wheelchair that, surprisingly enough, what threw me off, especially looking back, watching it again today, was Mm -hmm. he was using a hand control for the wheelchair. Yeah. Which he never did in any of the other versions. You talking about like the like the little like joystick type thing? Yeah. Did he? So he always in in the, in the comics yeah. in the um. Uh fuck the animated series he never mm-hmm. used a joystick. He always used his mind to control it. Interesting. Well, in the in the movies, he doesn't like he has the power to enter people's minds and mm-hmm. that kind of thing doesn't ne- necessarily have the ability to alter any sort of like objects. So, all right. Yes. The telekinesis. Is that correct? Am I, am I portraying that they properly? have in, in this first movie and the one that we're highlighting tonight uh, mm-hmm. is the, correct. He did not show that ability mm-hmm. uh, as far as actual telekinesis or moving objects with his mind. He did not display that. It's more of um, mind altering, controlling people through their mind. Um, and locating people from their thoughts and minds. Is reliant space. on a, another living object of some sort. Correct. Yeah, some kind of organic object is where mm-hmm. his power of telekinesis and everything is limited. Um, he manipulates Sabretooth and Toad uh, when they've captured Jean Grey in the train station. Mm hmm. Um, to talk through them too. So yeah. that 
and of course, obviously projecting his voice into Logan's head early on when they first arrive at the Academy. Yes. Um, of course, Magneto. Magneto is telekinetic as well, but it's not displayed here. His his He's... limitation is more towards just manipulating um, metals mm-hmm. because he creates a, um, what's it called? Magnetic field around. Yeah, he creates a. Yeah, and manipulates and the metal the parts of things around him. Mm-hmm. And he uses it like magnetic energy, yes. which is how he can f- float. Correct. Uh, he uses the the Earth's natural magnetic field to be able to float and or fly, but he does not do that, if, from what I remember, in this movie. Doesn't? Unless it was right there at the end, I don't remember him doing that during the first movie. Because he walked just about everywhere. I guess so. They're all kind of jumbled because I watched them <laughs> pretty. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty quickly. But of course, like you're saying, though, in later movies uh, is where he, or prequel movies, is where he does use that ability quite often. Yeah. I mean, I would. Uh, Storm Storm is another great uh, character not very high on the classification list because simple weather patterns can't she can't necessarily control the weather that she creates but she can create it that doesn't make any sense what? Alright, so, for instance, in the first movie, uh, when they're in the final scene of the Mm -hmm. movie, uh, they were, she was, um, they were trying to get her to create a cyclone to lift Logan up so he could reach to the, um, the lantern or the, um, torch of the Statue of Liberty. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I can't control him. He'll just go flying off. I.e. she can create it and kind of do small movements to it, but as far as controlling someone within that, that storm set, mm-hmm. she can't do that. She can't completely manipulate it. So she can't like fine tune it. No. She can't like, she can't be like, all right, this tornado is going to go right here. She can basically say, there's going to be a tornado. That's it. I kind of want it over there. Yeah. So, like, she couldn't sit there and move left, move right, move up, move down. Like, mm-hmm. That's not how it works for her in this. Now, like, the most control I think it's shown in this first movie is when she creates the lightning storm. Mm-hmm. And the lightning bolt comes down and then goes through her and hits um, Sabretooth. Yeah, I think I remember that. That's what. That's the one I remember for sure. But as far as uh, classification levels, like she's kind of lower on the totem pole, like between Beta and Epsilon. So the two lower mm-hmm. factions of that. Though, of course. Epsilon's like the low, low one, though, yeah, right? It's like trickster level, kind of like Gambit. Mm-hmm. Gambit would be um, with weight, just manipulation of cards, small objects, stuff like that. Trickster okay. level stuff. And by trickster, you mean from, like, Dead by Daylight. 
yeah, for sure. anybody. That's not, is that what you mean? Well, I mean, yeah, kind of like, yeah, if you're, you're ref- giving uh, cult references or modern references, yeah, kind of like the trickster where he manipulates objects. Well, I thought that's what you meant. No, no. Do you mean a absolutely. different trickster? No, that, I mean, that, that works, actually. That wasn't <laughs> what I intended, but yeah, that definitely works. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know what other trickster you're talking about, so I got com- kind of confused. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Who else? I'm trying to think of all the X-Men now that were in this first one. Um, Let me look. See Storm Sabretooth. They don't really do Mystique. Okay. Yeah. So Sabretooth's easy. Sabretooth is just uh similar to uh Logan or Wolverine because mm-hmm. spoiler, you'll find out in when we hit the origin story, um, they're brothers. Yes. And Extra bone density, bone strength, bone manipulation to grow claws, which claw Sabretooth's claws aren't supposed to actually be bone, but because um, nails are actually a cartilage versus a bone. Um, but the concept of it is the same, where yeah. Wolverine has three bones that come out from his hand, so they're addition to his own skeletal structure. And yeah, they both they're from have, his knuckles, right? Well, between, yes. Between the knuckles, and Sabretooth is more his... Fingernails. Fingers. Your yeah. fingernails. So, um, but similar healing abilities, similar age, um, both born in the 1980 or 1890s? 1800s. Or 1800s, yeah, early 1800s. Um, so as far as current, like, main casts of characters they are the two older oldest outside of the obvious aliens and mutant like um apocalypse and doomsday stuff like that um but they are the two of the oldest mutants in the franchise um but again they're very similar to each other as far as the tv renditions um mystique shapeshifter that is Epsilon level um, trickster style where anybody, it, some lure says she has to make physical contact with the individual before she can shift into their essence or presence or whatever. But everything mm-hmm. changes about her. Like it's at the molecular level. Voice it box. Completely her, yeah. Yeah, DNA shifts. So like if they were to do a blood draw, it would whoever she looks like it she could shift all of it she literally clones them yes she turns into a clone basically and they do not have to be dead um but in some of the lures they are dead like she has to kill them to change into them but the majority of Hmm. the lure is just she has to touch them to be able to change into them and in the movie that is not the case from what I can tell. I mean, they didn't really touch on that aspect of it. Correct. But from what I can tell, it didn't appear that she had to have contact with them. So, I see where... Uh, yeah, They never actually mentioned it in this one. Um, 
But if you look at the kind of finer details, the first one I think she changes into was the assistant to the senator. Mm-hmm. And then when the senator asked, where is he? Oh, he's been dead for days. Um, she doesn't turn into the senator until after she made contact with him on the plane or on the helicopter. Hmm. Um, and that's really the only two people I think she shifts into in these, in this ep- or in this movie was those two people, the senator, which was at the end of the movie. And then, um, the assistant to the senator. I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess that'd be hard to to really portray without like having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But you don't really want to do that with every single character that's introduced. You want you don't want to be like, "Hey, let's do a quick pause. What are your powers?" This would take if we did that, like analyzing each and every single one in depth. We would be here. We would have to do an episode every day for a year. <laughs> yeah, easily. So, all right. So, Mystique, mm-hmm. Magneto, Toad is just Toad. Um, mm. Literally, a long tongue can uh, leap quite high in compared to, comparison to what humans do. Um, yeah. But that's really about it. His only—that's his only real power—is that his tongue is very elastic, kind of like Stretch Armstrong and can go great distances. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't at one point in the movie, one of the other characters like grasp his tongue? I think so. I'm trying to remember who. Was it Magneto? Was it Mystique? Yeah, I can't. I think because he was trying to do something and or maybe they, were, he, they were getting annoyed at him. <laughs> I mean, but, that would be pretty annoying. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, in Star Wars with uh, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Same kind of tongue-catching thing. Like, stop it. What's wrong with you? Uh, let's see. Trying to look through. And... I'm trying to remember the premise of the movie. Like, who was involved and at what point. Let me see something. I probably should have rewatched this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've got the uh, wiki talks about it so starts out uh, actually the movie actually started out in 1944 talking about um eric who is magneto uh being in taking or his parents being uh in entranced into uh auschwitz which is the concentration camp and um from polish occupation of the nazi party and so we know that Magneto is originally Polish from the 1940s. And after his parents are separated from him in this version, not killed, but just Mm -hmm. separated from him, um, and they are pushed into the camp, and he's, Magneto or Eric, is held back by uh, Nazi guards in the camp is when he gets control or starts outraging for his parents, reaches out, and then the entrance gate is crumpled by his power. So that was the entrance to the movie. Then it moves to the Congress floor where 
uh, Jean Grey is talking to the Senate. Um, and it's the registration, Mutant Registration Act or something. Yes. That's what I looked it up. Um, and then from there. I'm also reading past. It looks like Storm does the lightning to Toad, not Sabretooth. Just no, so it. She did it, or there's she two did different it times. Two different times, because the one where she did it to Sabretooth was when he grabbed her by the throat on the floor uh, of the train station. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. like, I want to hear you scream, or you owe me a scream, or something like that. Oh no, I want to hear you scream. And um, that's when she and because uh, they towed took off Cyclops's um, visor and he was looking yes. up and blew open the dome and that's when she calls down the storm. Yep. Okay, there we go. I'm just going to remember other things. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. We're introduced to Cerebro, which is the chamber in which um, uh Professor X uses to locate or see where all the mutants are in the world. Uh, Rogue and Bobby Drake or Iceman fall in love or crush on each other. And then there was a big, the plot was um, Senator Kelly, I think his name was. Yeah, Senator Kelly, Senator Kelly yeah. was invoking a... Um, a thing with all the world leaders to come to Ellis Island, which is the island of the Statue of Liberty, for um, an anti-mutant uh, rally kind of thing where they're basically talking about not invoke, or excuse me, they're talking about invoking the Registration Act of all mutants and criminalizing having powers basically yes so magneto sees that and it's like oh i can have all the world leaders in one spot so that's why he went to the statue of liberty put his little mutant changing device up and tried to change all the world leaders into mutants via radiation which is why rogue was involved correct um to dis to suck up Magneto's powers to operate it and with his powers temporarily to operate it she could then activate it turning on radiation that would um, in his mind well yeah it was going to kill her but um, he wouldn't have lost his life but he would have also in his mind changed all these hate mutant haters into mutants themselves, not knowing that the levels of radiation would, yes, invoke the mutant gene to activate, but would not be in a natural form, so therefore they would die. Hmm. <sighs> so, yeah. <It's> a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And this is the first time, or they they introduced Cerebro as well in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cerebro is the chamber. Um, you also find out how they figure out to uh, capture and hold Magneto was obviously in a not anything metal has to not be 
available can't to be you. around yeah so the first prison that they show is a glass prison that's suspended by some or no i'm not i'm sorry not glass plastic mm-hmm. plastic sort of. prison that is um surrounding him and plastic floors plastic everything plastic guns with the security guards Yep. All of it. But that's actually not highlighted until a later no? movie. Now, the no. gun side of it's not necessarily highlighted. I think there's the one scene where the guard comes in to collect uh, Xavier and wheel him out. Mm-hmm. Um, that you It's s- very minimal. Yeah. It's like at the very end of the movie where they show that. Yeah, it's at the very end, the very last scene where they're playing chess, um, where Xavier visited... Uh, Eric or Cerebro or Magneto in prison in this plastic uh, cell, basically. In theory, though, just like a side note, if he, I know he didn't do it in probably the first movie, but where he uses a magnetic force of like Earth to gravitate, in theory, couldn't he do something like that to get out of there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, again... So the idea that he he isn't able to do that is just... So if you... A, again, a watered-down version of his powers. Yeah. A, yeah, they definitely watered down everybody's powers in this movie. Um, half of what most of them could do isn't even talked about, let alone displayed... Uh, for instance, um, Wolverine, he's lost arms before. And like it shows in the Deadpool movies where Deadpool loses his arms, he regenerates it. Yes. But the thing is, uh, post-insertion um, of the metal onto his skeletal system, which is virtually indestructible, uh, he would lose... Adamantium. Yeah, adamantium. Thank you. Um, Logan would lose all the meat and muscle structure on his skeletal system and would basically be a Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But the skin would regenerate, the muscles, blood, everything. He's just, he continuously regenerates. There is literally... That makes sense, yeah. There is literally only one person in the entire entire X-Men universe that can officially kill Logan at this stage of life. And they never meet. Who? Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Now, granted, Magneto could actually rip him apart if he if wanted to. If he really to. wanted to, yeah. Because he's made of metal. Magneto controls metal. Yep. But again, it wouldn't necessarily kill him. <laughs> just it would just suck for a very long time. Yep. Uh let's see. Robert Kelly got that. Scott Summers. That's Cyclops's name. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, according to the wiki, I think at this point in the timeline they are engaged, but in the movie he actually says girlfriend not fiance or no he says my girl he doesn't even say girlfriend or fiance and neither does gene gray that i remember Mm, i don't remember i don't even remember them saying it like that 
So um, in the scene where uh, where Jean Grey brings him to his room for the first time, and he asks her, "What can you control?" Um, or she tells him her powers, and he's like, "Well, what can you control? Can you read my mind?" And she closes the closet door and. Uh, she actually starts to read his mind going back to when he became Weapon X. So when he had the mm-hmm. anim- anti that word, the metal injected into Adamantium. It. Yeah, animant I yeah, that stuff. When he had the shit injected in onto his skeletal system. Mm-hmm. But she's pulling those memories and then of course he has night terrors after that where Yeah, as he, a result. And he wakes up with his claws inside uh, Rogue's shoulder or through her. Rogue. Um, and she. No, it was in her stomach. No, it was in her. It was in her shoulder. Was it? Yep, it was through her shoulder. Oh. Uh, mm. Through a lung, basically. And she reaches up, <laughs> yeah. grabs him, and regenerates. And puts him out for a few hours. What it looked like. Yeah. Um. Oh, they. That's right. Okay, so. The cameos of different mutants that showed up were uh, ooh, Kitty Plied, who walks through walls. Who, who, oh, yeah. Um, that was in the scene where Logan goes into the class with Professor, Professor X teaching some of the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jubilee... Jubilee is the little, like, she can do um, spark stuff, like, manipulate matter and kind of create, like, bring molecules together to create sparks and explosions and stuff. I don't remember that. Um, She was in there. I think she was one of the ones in the class. Um, A young Colossus apparently was in there as well. I don't remember (laughs) where he was. Oh, he was the one when they were showing, when uh, they were talking about the different, when he did the monologue and it was going through the different uh, scenes up around the campus. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Colossus, or the young Colossus, was the one drawing picture. Hmm. All right. And then, of course, Pyro. Um... See, trying to figure out. Oh, okay. So, Kitty Pride was done by Ellen or Elliot Page. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Originally, I I was trying to. Yeah, I was trying to figure out. Yeah, but in the first movie, it was uh, Sumla K. Mm-mm. Yes. Was it? In the first movie, it was Sumla K. It wasn't uh, Elliot Page or mm-hmm. Ellen. At the time, Ellen. Yeah. She was the one that did it in the later movies. Hmm. I, I guess because it didn't really show. I think it was in the second movie. Uh No. Elliot Page did not show up until 
first class whenever they went back in time and did all the younger versions of the characters? Mm, no. Third one. Last stand. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was first class. My bad. Okay. I was wrong. There's a part of the there's a part of the plot that's important. We'll, gotcha. we'll obviously oh, discuss yes, that yes, later. yes, 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 yes. Okay, now I remember. Now I remember. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are correct. I failed at that one. Failure. I know. <laughs> uh apparently other cameos. Um Fun fact for anybody who watched the animated series, uh, George Buza, who was the voice in the animated series for Beast, made an appearance as the truck driver who dropped off Rogue at the no bar. Way. Truck driver? Yeah. So when the scene where she was like waking up from a commercial truck and dude opens the door and says, we are here. That's okay, I see the voice actor of the Beast in the animated series. Yep, I see it. There it is. Interesting. I would have never known that. I didn't either until just now. I was like, just now you figured it out. Yeah, reading the wiki. Well, there's more fun facts. Let me pull up the fun facts I found. Yes, please. We're doing that. <laughs> this is just on the IMDb page. Fun facts. If it'll let me get to that point. Um, so, just a goof. It says, in early scenes, the filmmakers went to some effort to make Cyclops appear taller than Wolverine, but about halfway through the film, they just stopped, and suddenly Wolverine appears considerably taller than Cyclops. Yes. Um... I thought that was hilarious when I first noticed that way back when. Uh, because in the series, the animated series, and all of the comic books, Cyclops is actually taller than Wolverine because Wolverine's only supposed to be like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, mm -hmm. And Cyclops is supposed to be like 6'2". <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it again just for that for that right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. What other fun facts do they have on that? Trivia. Hugh Jackman took ice-cold showers every morning of filming in order to help get into character. This tradition started when jumping into the shower at 5 a.m. before realizing there was no hot water. Shocked awake, but not wanting to wake his sleeping wife, he gritted his teeth and bore it. Before realizing that this mindset, wanting to scream and lash out at something, but having to hold it in, was the mentality that Wolverine is in constantly. He then made cold showers his Wolverine preparation. Yeah. Um, I think there was one interview that he did, um, that Hugh Jackman did. That's where he was talking about. That's where he got that grunt from. Mm -hmm. Was like wanting to just like fuck and just like can you imagine oh my gosh getting into a cold shower and you're just like i can't wake anybody up this is ours yeah so i think that's where that came uh if i yeah i think it was uh right after last stand um 
that he was talking because they asked him about that grunt that he always does. Mm-hmm. And uh, another fun fact: the bub that he's always hey bub. That is something he was doing when he was looking because he's Australian, I believe. Um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. And he was trying to get into the Canadian mindset. <laughs> so and the bub came from him like listening to Canadians talk and oh, fuck yeah. around. It's like bub. That that's like where that bud. came from. Yeah. That's funny. Oh my goodness. Let me see what else. Um for Mystique. Mm-hmm. It looks like she was isolated to to keep her look a uh, secret. She had to sit in an isolated windowless room when not required for shooting. So she wasn't. She basically said that she was in like a different movie than everybody else. Oh, so wow. nobody knew what she looked like. Interesting. That's got to be awful to like sh- be in a movie with like a bunch of different people. But not able to really interact with anybody. Oh, uh, another fun fact about Mystique: um, her costume it covers less than ten percent of her body. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. originally, um, Jennifer Lawrence, who later played Mystique for the remainder of the movies, um, started out with a full bodysuit. And there were very few scenes that she only did the pasties over her nipples um, versus like the lower half was almost like a panty, like a skin tight panty uh, Mm -hmm. piece. Whereas uh, Stamos, she only had like a strip across her lips See, I'm finding on the IMDb that her makeup consisted of 110 custom-designed prostheses, which covered 60% of her body and took nine hours to apply. But they were individual pieces with paint Mm -hmm. around them. She could not drink wine, use skin creams, nor fly the day before filming because it could have caused her body chemistry to change slightly, causing the prosthetics to fall off. So she was isolated from everybody as well as she could not drink or do anything fun. Mm-hmm. That, I don't want to sign up for that. She's actually, just like a side note, she hosted or she was the host for a show called Skin Wars. Mm. That is about makeup artists, like body body painting makeup artists. It is an amazing show. Oh, here's another fun fact for you. And hence why it was a mistake that Wolverine became the main character of the series. Because Hugh Jackman was a last-minute change. The original car- or actor that was cast as Wolverine was Dougree Scott. Dougree Scott? Who is that? How is that spelled? Doug Ray but one word, Scott. He was... Oh! What is he in that I know? Mission Impossible 2. 
ran over. So what it says is actor Doug Scott was cast as Wolverine, but had to step down after another movie he was making, Mission Impossible 2, ran over schedule. For a time, it looked like things could still be arranged to get Scott on the X-Men set, but then he hurt his shoulder, slowing production even more. The replacement actor was required with Jackman hired last minute. So it was a mistake that Jackman was cast as Wolverine. Well, on the flip side of that, uh, Magneto uh, was offered the Gandalf role in Lord of the Rings that he had to say no to, but Mm -hmm. he really wanted to do it. So they rearranged his filming so that he could be a part of both films, both films. So same thing like what if he was not Gandalf yeah and that's another reason why they went to the uh, first class movie after Last Stand instead of going straight to Days of Future Past because of how good Lord of the Rings got yep that makes sense plus Lord of the Rings trilogy was all filmed intermingling each other so that's why there's such that large gap between first or uh Last Stand and Days of Future Past when he was next in. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Okay, so upon what you said with the the recasting, the the reason his his physique looks different is because of the late casting, and he he kept working out really hard. Mm-hmm. the shooting was being done. Yep. Oh, Hugh Jackman is actually 6'2", which is what Cyclops was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. It's funny. How crazy that he wasn't originally supposed to be Wolverine. He had to... He got cast last minute, and then he was like, I got to work out, and then he's got to do all these training, and he's got to change his entire body, everything. Yeah. Like, like, all right, how high do you want me to jump? And then, of course, Hugh Jackman became synonymous with Wolverine, Wolverine. where he is, he is the only character and actor to play one character. Every other character in the universe of X-Men was played by at least two two actors or actresses. Because of the age gaps. But with Wolverine, yep. he lives a long fucking time. Absolutely. The one thing that I hated about the entire franchise. <laughs> the fucking uniform selection. Black leather. They chose black fucking leather for everybody. Yeah. Or black with hints of color in it, with hints of yellow. That's not what the X Men were intended. That's not what they do. <laughs> For most. The X Men. Yeah, because the X Men's colors were yellow or gold and green. Gold and green? Yeah, it was like a yellow and green, but it was intended to be like a brighter gold and green. Mm-hmm. And each character, or yeah, each. Uh, X-Men had a different pattern to their outfit which distinguished them from another. It of course, looks like most of them are gold and blue. 
Are you looking now? Yeah, I'm looking. Well, yeah, that was. I know. I see which one you're looking at. That was one of the last, um, last comic book renditions. I'm literally. I looked up X Men comic, and like all of them, pull up pretty much. <laughs> The yellow and blue or yellow and black. Yep. All right. Now I see what you're looking. Yeah. So yeah. Yellow, black, and blue, except for Storm, who was all white. And there was another one. Uh, Weapon X or Wolverine, who was red and yellow for the longest time. Then went to Weapon X in the late 80s to all black. And then in the 90s, yellow and blue variations. Wait, I'm an idiot. Why was I saying green? I am such a fucking idiot. Which I was thinking no. of a comic book version that had the green in it, not the animated series. It had the blue, black, and yellow. So I'm the idiot. My apologies. You're not an idiot. No, I am an I idiot. I just was wondering. I'm like, that's not what I remember. Because Rogue ha and... um. Some variations of Jean Grey had the green, but Rogue primarily had the yellow and green, whereas everybody else was either blue, black, and yellow with the red. So, I am a Muron. Not a Muron. I am a Muron. You yeah. are no Muron. But that's when um, the later versions of the movie costumes had the yellow and black um primarily because the cartoon versions or the animated versions were a black with blue highlights to them after a while. Uh, Rogue also had green outside of Jean Grey, uh, but Rogue's primary colors were the green and yellow. There was one costume, I think, Jean Grey as Phoenix had, but she also, in the comics had a lot of yellow red to kind of match up with the, the idea of the phoenix well the phoenix also to match up with wolverine because of their love interest when she was psychologically not jean gray who was in love with um cyclops but yeah the black leather in the movies just threw me off horribly because it was so unclassic yeah it was like Underwhelming is probably what it is. It's just yeah. kind of there versus being like a statement. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then also um, Storm, outside of one of the later movies, not even having an all-white outfit. And Mystique mm -hmm. not having an all-white outfit for some of her good side, like when she was a part of the good team, she wore mm -hmm. like this... Egyptian style dress and thigh high boots that were all white, but she didn't do that either. No, she did not. Not that I remember. So, but yeah, that is the movie for sure. Mm -hmm. There's a lot just in one movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even take a break again. We just, we just be talking. Yeah. Oh, Emma Frost. That's the other one that's all white. It's another one they didn't... Uh, when the little bit that she got, she didn't show up in her proper mm -hmm. attire. I think the only one that was true to their char their other renditions of their character's costume was Gambit. 
trench coat yeah. and everything, and of course Professor X and Magneto. It's true, yeah. The helmet and all that. Mm. Of course, it even changed with the movie's um, stylization anyway. Yeah, because it's different style, different time, all that. Oh, man. All right. Goodness gracious. You too? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's about time. It's closing time. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. Neither do I. I love the song, but don't know it. Yeah, I would probably like belt it out if it was like on, but without the lyrics of the song, I hmm. couldn't tell you. Couldn't remember it. Yep. So this is our first episode where we talked about the theatrical release. Um, which we talked about the first episode or the first movie released in 2000 of the mm -hmm. X-Men Cinematic Universe. Uh, we covered quite a bit between the featured mutants and their powers. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we mentioned uh, the mutant classes, uh, the four mutant classes, which are Epsilon, Beta, Alpha, and Omega. Omega. And some yep. of them where they were intended to be placed versus where they showed or how much of their power they showed during the first movie. Um, some fun facts. If you missed it earlier on, uh, the original X-Men movie was only meant to be the only release until, of course, yeah. popularity took over. Um, Hugh Jackman was not originally intended to be the forefront of the franchise, nor was he intended to be Wolverine in general. Uh, he was a last minute choice. Rogue was originally supposed to be and why the movie was made in the first place. Um, let's see, what else did we talk about? A lot. I mean, it was so much. So much for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast uh, on the audio side only, uh, we will include a, a quick list to or links to the wiki page that I looked at. I will have Al send me what she was looking at as far as reference material. And then also I'm going to link uh, to a page from Pocket Lint uh, who has a list of the um chronological and theatrical orders of as far as the chronological is according to their best guess um but we will be continuing this in the theatrical release and then later on after we've finished all the movies uh, we'll kind of talk about how the chronological order would have been different if mm -hmm. uh certain things would have stuck but tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but next episode that we will be doing will be on X2, X-Men United, released in 2003. Spoilers for anybody on, that are not on the Twitch channel. You might want to because, like I was saying, we are separating, still recording live, but maybe not necessarily on Wednesdays. Uh, interview episodes where we will be talking to different content creators, streamers, or community members about just random shit. Uh, the first one that out of our semi-big uh, content creators who I was mentioning last time when we were talking about what the future holds for us here on this lovely podcast is I am B. Paula. Um, 
he agreed to uh, sit down with me and do an interview where we talk to him and see what he's got going on, who he is, and what he does. Who is his daddy and what does he do? Um, what does he do? But uh, we'll be talking to him. I'm still working out the fine details. If nothing else, on Wednesday, we'll do a just chatting and talk to the community as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. See how everybody's doing. Kind of bullshit for about an hour or so and keep up the numbers. Uh, but once I have a solid date, I will make sure I put it on the Madhouse um, or the podcast's Twitter page, which is MHP Group Therapy. And I'll let you know when that live recording is going to happen for that interview. Uh, if we come to, if it's too far out, we'll work on scheduling another one. If uh, Owls can come up with one, we'll give her the reins and let her run the show for a day by without me. Um, but yeah. So get on it. Try to find somebody. <laughs> okay. So, Alice, where can everybody find you as far as your socials? Find me? You can find me at twitch.tv slash owlsarehoot92. Same thing for TikTok, owlsarehoot92, and Instagram. I try to update when I can. Trying to do a little bit more. Uh, Other than that, that's really it. You can find me here. Get a Twitter. It's an amazing platform, surprisingly enough, nowadays. I got so many other things that I'm doing. Use TikTok more. How about that? Yeah, I do. Start doing videos. I do. So I'll come at you about that. Please do, actually. Maybe that'll (laughs) fucking get my ass motivated to start messing with these clips that I've actually been saving. You got so many clips. It's so easy. Okay. And those of you watching on Twitch or listening to the podcast in Audio Land... Please come check us out, twitch.tv backslash the Madhouse Podcast. Down below in the About section or under the About tab, uh, there are panels. And the very first panel is Madhouse Podcast Suggestions. If you open it up, and those of you watching will be able to see this, uh, it opens up to a Google form um, that allows you to type in, hey, how are we doing? Let us know how we're doing especially for those on Twitch that there's no real review except coming into chat. But let us know that way how we're doing. If you're listening to us on Spotify or some other audio platform that doesn't necessarily have a review section where you can add reviews, uh, let us know there on that form. Hey, how are we doing? Um, Also, if you have suggestions for future episodes like particular topics you want us to talk about, there's a spot for that. Also, people in this, you want us to interview, and people you want us to interview, we including at, yourself, including yourself. <laughs> yes, please do a link to the content, yours or theirs, whoever you suggest as far as an interview next. Their handle, gamer tag, whatever, and link to their content platform, whether it be YouTube, Twitch, um, TikTok, doesn't matter. But put all that in there. It would help out this channel far more than what we're trying to do like stumble along trying to figure out ideas here but it'll come up and it'll show exactly what how many responses we have and separate them all so we can uh definitely keep an eye on that but if you are listening to us on platforms do all the things there 
eventually, I'm going to add exclusive subscription base through Red Circle where you can go through kind of like you do on Twitch uh, and subscribe to us recurring payments. And it comes with exclusives like we host a movie night where we do like, what is it? Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, Mystery Science Theater where we're sitting here watching a movie. You watch it with us. If we find a funny part, we sit there and be the rude and obnoxious ones saying how stupid or how funny or how cool that part of the movie or show was. So that'll be one of them. Also, um, any new merch uh, that comes out, which I still have yet to design any for the podcast, let alone new stuff from my own shit. Uh, But you will have exclusive rights to uh, get that stuff first. Also, when we start doing giveaways, guess what? You will automatically have an entry into those giveaways, um, depending on your the tier level in which you reoccur subscribe. Also, the ones in Red Circle will be priced slightly higher than what Twitch asked for because you will get the equivalent to that here on Twitch if you are one of our Twitch viewers and you come in, you hang out. So you'll have access to all the emotes that any Twitch subscriber has. All the things. All the things. What he said. Hype. Hype, 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 hype.